welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this, your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care and your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathylvan.com forward slash empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. There and welcome to the Caregiver Wife Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Van Nuvel. I am so glad you joined me today. This podcast is for you, that working woman caregiving for your spouse, and you're looking for tips and techniques and motivation to successfully care for your spouse, but also pursue your passions and goals. Today's episode is going to be episode number 12, and it's going to be all about three ways to reduce your worry. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. I want to talk about, in episode 12 here, I want to talk about Wilma. Who is she? She is that talk in your head that keeps you up at night. She talks and raises your stress level. She keeps you distracted. She drives you crazy sometimes. I know you and I have Wilma in our head on occasion. She is Wilma the Worrier. This past week, I let Wilma the Worrier take control of me. My husband, Dennis, wasn't feeling well and had two occasions and they're kind of they were patterns already and they were about a week apart where he felt nauseous had stomach pain bloating fatigue if you haven't heard um, Dennis um, has been on a uh, health journey um, and let me tell you quick about it he was diagnosed in 2017 with CLL and that's chronic lymphatic leukemia cancer. And then in 2018, his cancer morphed into Hodgkin's lymphoma. He is currently in remission, and I think I'm grateful each and every day. But when he gets sick or has symptoms, I tend to get nervous. I'm sure you can relate. Um, Like I said, I let my brain um, control me with the Wilma worry. I laid in bed the night that the, after the second episode and couldn't sleep with worry. I then started obsessing over Google, and that's kind of one, one of my patterns, 
and searching for symptoms and possible reasons for him not feeling well. I told myself that I had this mastered. I worked really hard in 2018 not to let the worry control me. Can you relate? Oh my gosh. Overwhelmed and most specifically worry comes back when you least expect it. When I, What I have learned is that you have to recognize it and come to the realization that it's going to be there. I always call it like something like recognize and release it. Um, once I recognize it, I could go to what I call my go-to plan. And I want to share those three ways with you. Um, and they just came to me after like almost six months of worry in 2017. And then I had to find the solution that worked for me. And obviously each of us are different, but we can kind of pivot and figure out what works for us. But my first go-to when I have any type of overwhelm, especially worry, is self-talk. My self-talk are those quiet times in the shower where I am kind of thinking through and and either talking out loud or talking in my head to myself. I could be driving, I could be working out, I could be sitting alone, but I have to really think through why I was worried and and kind of hash it all out in my head. It's my real talk. And if you've heard previous episodes, I talk about the brain and 75% of our brain is protecting us. It's those those careful things like worry that 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 take care of us. The brain wants to protect us from anything that bad could happen, so it kind of gives us that war- warning ahead of time. And some of it is kind of useless worry, but 25% of our brain stays positive. 75% of our brain goes to that pessimistic negative piece. So when when I'm doing the real talk, I want to stay on that positive side, that optimistic side. So that's what I do first. And then the second thing I do is grab a notepad or a journal. I get it all out on paper and I spend at least 10 to 15 minutes. Get that notepad or journal and start writing things out. I wrote out all the what ifs. What if it came back? What if he has his cancer back? What if I have to go ahead and put, you know, think my goals on hold? All those what ifs. And then the whys. Why is this happening? You know, I was doing the pity party thing. Um, you know, why now? That kind of thing. I wrote it all out. And it, you know, if somebody looked at it, they would be like, oh my gosh. Then I don't want to go back. I, I would say, I don't want to go back in the season. I wrote all that kind of thing down because I knew what that past was like, not knowing um, what's going to, it could be different in the future, but I knew what it was like. So I recommend you writing it all down until you've exhausted everything. And then don't stop after that. Then um, then after you kind of have that, oh, I got everything out on paper. Then what happens after that is I want you to at least give yourself five more minutes, even if you don't have anything else to, to write down, because that's when the magic happens. Because usually for me, I shift then to the positive side and I start using that 25% of the brain. Um, so I start then by saying, I wrote down on that notepad and I'm looking at it right now. I shifted my reality. I said things like, 
wait to worry. I wrote down, I will figure it out if something happens. I know what to do. So Kathy, stop wasting your energy with worry. And um, and then I even wrote on there, Wilma, take a hike. You know, that kind of thing. So I wrote that down. I had four pages, but they were really big because when I'm angry, I write bigger. Um, when I'm frustrated, I write bigger. So that seems to work. And then I can close that book and just set that worry aside. And I physically do that. Then, so my first is self-talk. My second is writing it down. My third one is to have a conversation with someone. Usually it's Dennis, my spouse. And I did have that conversation with Dennis because I think by talking out loud to somebody to say, this is where I was again, this is what I did, um, really does help. So I don't do it until I've done those other two steps because then I'm ready to have a conversation with Dennis or a loved one or a friend. It helps to share your worry. It's, it helps to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm in that spot. And then what usually happens with somebody that loves you a lot is they listen, but they also reassure you that, yeah, don't worry now. They get real with you as well. Um, it's really nice to be able to have the conversation with Dennis, though, because he had that worry, too. And he's in that same boat. He's kind of, we're kind of a little worried, but we're just going to kind of pause it and see what happens. I'm, you know, I, I want to talk about, you know, your worries are all legitimate feels or fears, your feelings of worry are all legitimate. There are there are fears that we have. What if, like for example, what if my dad doesn't take his heart medicine? Um, I had that happen with my mom. She um, had trouble with her medications, and um, we were able to resolve that by going ahead and having the packages done. What if my mom is scammed on the phone and loses her savings? You know, people may have worries about that. What if your spouse has another stroke? What if my spouse has cancer again? Again, what if I lose my job? You know, those are all all, all the worries, and I'm sure you could fill in the blank with more. But too much worry can create anxiety, paralysis of problem-solving, paralysis of focusing, paralysis of doing anything, and it causes tension then in any type of relationships you have because you may be worried about something and not want to connect with anybody as well. So, But completely worry-free isn't realistic as well. You have to have some sort of worry. But what is realistic? It's taking steps to get some control over your worry. Um Determine which worries, I, I read an article and I lo- really liked it and I'm, I am I need to quote it and I'm sorry, I don't have it here right now, but I'll make sure I quote it in the notes. Um, determine which worries are productive and determine which worries are unproductive. So let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about the unproductive. Unproductive worry is something we have no control over, like the fact that your mom's health is dis- declining may be an example. 
You have no control over that. If you can recognize some of your worries as unproductive, you can get into the habit of telling yourself there's absolutely nothing I can do about this, so it's a waste of time to even worry about it. And I can think of the same thing with Dennis. I could worry about his cancer coming back, but I have absolutely no control over that. I just know that it it is possible. Soon you'll be able to stop worrying and, and accept it as an unchangeable fact. And so that's something you want to kind of put in your put in your 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 back of your mind or um, bring this back up if you are going through a stage of worry, go back and listen to, to episode 12 here and, and come back to it. Now, productive worry is the opposite. It is something where you can do something to improve the situation. Um, if Here's an example. If you're worried that your loved one is going to fall in the house, um, maybe you have an elderly parent, or maybe like when Dennis had his knee surgery, I was worried he was going to fall. Well, then you can declutter and make key safety updates in each room. Maybe you put in grab bars or you put in um, quick fixes that you can reduce that risk of falling. So that would be something that you could do. So think about that as unproductive or productive, the things that you can control. Um, you know, for for that situation. And then another tip that's really not one of my top three, but it's something I journal about all the time. And that is ask, ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? So when you're journaling, when you're ta- you're doing your self-talk, what's the worst that could happen? Tackle a worry head on and ask yourself, what is that worst that could happen in this situation? Then think about what you would do if that happens. Preparing for a situation can reduce the power that worry has over you. It's kind of like, um, I, I live in Wisconsin, so it's snowy here. It's kind of like, okay, I have to drive or commute every day. And I'm worried that one day I'm going to go ahead and have to drive through a snowstorm and get stranded. I can reduce that worry by coming up with a plan. Maybe I put a, like a, a survival winter driving package in my car. Maybe I go ahead and put um, batteries in my car. Whatever. You come up with a plan. Um, here's another example. If you're worried that your husband could have a heart attack, then think about what you can do um, in case that did happen. Um Maybe you do some pro- proactive things like preparing a bag for yourself if you have to grab and go and take somebody to the hospital. Maybe you research and understand how to prevent that heart attack or and or you put a list of family and friends together um, so you can call during an emergency. So yeah, so you want to go ahead and prepare. And I know most of us as caregivers have like those um, backup plans in place. So to kind of conclude today, so when Wilma starts to get in your head, Wilma the Worrier, remember these techniques or find yourself some techniques. Is it a journal that you're going to grab? Is it um, a conversation you can have with a friend? Um, Are you going to ask yourself, you know, what's the worst that could happen with your self-talks? Remember these techniques, but also remember that If you let Wilma stay too long in your head, 
she will take control over you. And then you, you're you at the point where you become, I remember my mom calling a lot of the, the slang thing or the analogy, you worry wart, <laughs> you know, because, um, and I think that the same analogy as Wilma the warrior. So you want to go ahead and do that. So these techniques that I have for you today will be in the notes um, you, or else you can go right to my website at Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y, lvan.com forward slash episode 12. So I want you to go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day. And for those of you, I hope this helped. Um, And um, we'll see you next week with episode 13. Bye for now. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Caregiving Wife podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would truly appreciate it if you give me a shout out by sharing this or giving me a review. You know I'm a newbie to podcasting, but and by you doing this, I can get to more wonderful women like you and help them through their challenges and struggles. By the way, want to talk with me one-on-one regarding your challenges and struggles? Right now, you can go to kathylvan.com forward slash coaching for a free 30-minute session. We'll get specific on your current situation and how you're adjusting to your new normal. What are your stressors? What are your challenges? What are your struggles? Whether you are new to caregiving or you've been doing this for a while, I'll help you find a personalized plan that feels good for you. You deserve to feel joy in the season while caregiving for your spouse. So don't forget to go out to kathylvan.com forward slash coaching and sign up for your free session. Before we sign off today, I want you to think about what you are doing for you today. You can't be an effective caregiver unless you take care of you first. Caregiving starts with you giving. You are the manager of your life. You are the manager of your caregiving life. So take, take that to heart. Love you and have a good day. Talk to you soon now. Bye for now.